been at a place in life where it was just like God gave you a solution before the problem ever occurred? You know, let's say, for example, you were in a situation where maybe you had a flat tire and you just happened to just be in the right place at the right time with the right people. Or maybe it was a situation where your job was about to expire and all of a sudden God presents you a brand new opportunity, a job that was like, oh my goodness. Have you ever been there where it was like the solution came before the problem, say I? How many would like to have more of those opportunities, say I? Well, I believe that there is a solution. There is a reason why certain people experience more of God's grace or more of God's favor than others who are just randomly experiencing it and maybe even calling it luck occasionally. Or maybe they say it was a miracle. But I do believe God wants to do something amazing in all of our hearts today. In fact, there's a saying that just has been just resonating in my spirit all week long, and it's these words, God's got this. So turn to your neighbor, give him a great big smile, and say, God's got this. I want that phrase to get so deep down in your heart that you know that you know that you know, no matter what you're faced with in life, no matter what the challenge, no matter what the problem may be, that God's got this, that he's got a solution before the problem ever even occurred. In Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 1 through 3, Hear, O Israel, you are to cross over the Jordan today and go in to dispossess nations greater and mightier than yourself, cities great and fortified up to heaven, a people great and tall, the descendants of the Anakim, whom you know and of whom you've heard it said, who can stand before the descendants of Anak? Therefore, understand today that the Lord your God is he who goes before you as a consuming fire. He will destroy them and bring them down before you, so you shall drive them out and destroy them quickly, as the Lord has said to you. In other words, God is no respecter of persons. What he did for them in life may not be the exact same scenario what you're dealing with today, but God is reminding you he's got this. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what problems you may be facing, God's got a solution before that problem ever even occurred. And he's got this. He's got your back. In fact, one of the most powerful things you'll see throughout the scriptures is how God actually goes before us before we even get to that problem or that situation. That's good news, isn't it? When this uh, snowstorm occurred a few days ago, do y'all remember the snowstorm? It's good to have y'all back in church again. But the snowstorm occurred uh, just prior, uh, just right after a, um, I'll just put it this way, I took a couple of vitamins that caused a detox in my body, and it didn't go well for me. And the snow hit, and I'm out, like for three days. I mean, it was one of those stories, it was like all I could do was sleep. And uh, so now we've got this huge amount of snow. I'm looking out the window, legitimately concerned because I know my wife well enough to know that she came from the farm and you can't really ever, you can take the girl off the farm, but you can never get the farm out of the girl, which is a good problem for me because I can always call that trump card knowing Amy, I need your help. And she'll drive a tractor for me, a truck, she'll do whatever it takes. She'll pick rock. She is one of those women that will do whatever it takes. So I say to her, can I show you how to start the snowblower? She's like, sure. So I'm seriously concerned, though, because that snow is deep. And I'm watching our neighbors, and they're taking hours just to even just clear a little bit of path with a snowblower about the same size as ours. So I'm sitting there thinking, Lord, 
Amy's going to need some serious help right now. And so in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I'll let her clear the shallower part, and I'll somehow muster up enough strength to get out there and help her with the deeper part later. So, well, the one thing that you'll love about Amy, as you've come to know and appreciate, is that she is a person of prayer. And so she is right before she's about to snow, start the snowblower, she shoots at this little prayer and says, God, I could use some reinforcement today. I could use a couple of angels to help me get through all this snow. So she starts the snowblower, the garage door is open, and out, out of nowhere, it was miraculous, like you could hear the angels singing. All of a sudden, a couple of amazing, great-looking angels come up with their heavy-duty equipment named Taylor and Alex Broadwater. I mean, it was so timing. The timing was so meticulous. It was amazing. I mean, you couldn't have picked. Um, and it was just absolutely miraculous. And it was one of those moments where it's like God was saying, Sean, I've got this. Amy, I've got this. Those are the moments that I'm talking about is that when you're in a situation and God just says, I've got this. Before the problem ever occurred, I sent them on the way. You know, God is looking for ways to deal with the problems in your life and the challenges in your life. He wants to be a father to you. That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, listen, if he cares about the birds of the air, if he takes care of them, how much more is he willing to take care of you? No matter what it may be, no matter what you're faced with today, God has reinforcement to help take care of that situation. You know, I love the story in Joshua chapter 24 where there's like seven nations that were greater and mightier than God's people. And God says, I love this, and it's like verse 12. He says, listen, I'm not going to send in the heavier artillery. I'm not going to send in the Navy SEALs. I'm not going to send in all the best of the best of the technology with weapons and, and all that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send hornets before the way. I'm going to send hornets. In other words, God's saying, I've got lots of insects. I can do whatever I need to do. But I will go before and I will deal with whatever it is that you are dealing with. And I will send whatever it takes. And sometimes it's not traditional. And sometimes we get wrapped up in the concept that it's got to be done a traditional way. But that's where God comes out of the woodwork and he does what he needs to do. Just to remind you that he is God and that he's got this. God's got you in the palm of his hands. And I love how he goes before us. In Isaiah 45 verse 2. He reminds us that he makes the crooked places straight on our behalf. That he goes before us, that he prepares the way, that he makes the crooked ways straight. Here you are, you're enjoying the presence of God. You're enjoying the power of his word this morning. And right now God is saying, I'm taking care of those things that are concerning you. You just rest. The one thing Amy and I have learned over the years is that every time we take a vacation and get away from the church just, you know, just to get some rest for ourselves. The interesting thing is, as our staff says, every time you guys leave, it gets really quiet at the sta in the offices. It's like the phone stops ringing, everything. It just gets really quiet when you leave. And what we've had to do over the years is we've had to make this shift on the inside of our hearts that when we rest, God works. So I've convinced our staff that we should go more often on vacations, I think. But again, there comes a point in our life where we have to remember God can replace us. God is big enough that our job does not hinge on us. That we are not that big. And we need to remember that God is bigger than us. 
No matter what the situation, no matter what you're faced with in life, God is taking care of you, and he is working out the crooked ways and making them straight. There is a story of this uh, friend of ours who's a medical missionary. He's a surgeon. And a few years ago, there was massive earthquakes in Haiti. Some of you remember that. And they flew over. A number of them and the surgeon, a number of surgeons went over there to do is really the best they could do. And so they're in the process of doing a number of surgeries. And their main monitor that reveals vital signs actually shut down on them. So they began to do a bunch of research trying to find, is there anybody that has anything out there so we can keep doing surgeries? Because it's too dangerous to keep doing surgeries when you don't have vital signs monitored. And so they looked and looked, and there was just nothing they could find. To make a long story short, they were starting to get concerned that they were going to have to have it shipped in from the United States, which meant it could take a few days. And that could delay, and that could cost a lot of people's lives. So this friend of ours, he got on his knees, and he started praying, and he said, God, we really need a miracle right now. And just then, there was a young Haitian medical staff member that walked in through the doors with a brand-new monitor, the exact one that they needed, still in its box. He was so surprised, he said to him, he said, where did you get that? And he said, two years ago, I was in America. I was at a medical conference, and the door prize that we all were able to enter our names for was this monitor, and I just happened to win it. Two years before the earthquake even occurred, God had a solution to the problem. God has a solution to the problems that you'll ever face in life, but we've got to get it deep down and inside of us that God's got this. He's taking care of us. He's making the crooked ways straight. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. In other words, God is always working victory on our behalf. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 7 through 8, Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage. For you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them. And you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Doesn't that remind you of Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5? He reminds us that I will never leave you nor forsake you. And then he goes on to say, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? God is saying, do not be afraid. 365 times in the Bible, God says, do not fear. In Romans chapter 8, verse 31, it reminds us of God's force and who can be against us. God wants you to understand this concept. As you're resting, he's working. As you're taking time to honor him, he's taking time to honor you. The things that concern you and your household... He's taking care of that, even as you're taking time just to rest and enjoy his household. God is a good God, and he's got that situation that you're faced with. He's working on your behalf. He's making the crooked ways straight. Turn to your other neighbor and say, God's got this. Now, I know that there's a part in this that we do our very best to prepare. The scripture says to study yourself approved. In other words, do your part to keep growing. But still, even at that, Don't put unrealistic pressure on yourself, expecting yourself to be perfect. 
I remember when we first started this ministry, I remember thinking, oh, it sure would have been nice to have been under a seasoned pastor. Sure would have been nice if, if my dad had been a pastor. I grew up in a, a family where the household of faith was the house of God. And I remember thinking all these things. It sure would be nice if I had some seasoning to become more seasoned. But yet God was saying, Sean, I've got this. Just walk with me step by step. Over the years, I've come to learn and appreciate the things that I know now today. If I had known all the things that I know now today, I think I would have been really reserved on actually stepping out and starting this church. But God didn't need me to know everything that I know today. All he needed me to know is that he's with me and that he's got this. And he'll walk me step by step. I love how God takes us one step at a time. From grace to grace, from strength to strength, and from faith to faith. But the one thing I had to remember is don't be afraid. I mean, I am a person who typically would not be up on in front of people. This is just not my personality. My personality is more of an introvert. I'd rather be the person who's sitting in the back row with you right now that are back there. You know what I'm talking about? I'm the personality that would rather be in the back row rather than in front of people. But the one thing that he's shown me is that he's with me. He's got this, all of this, in the palm of his hands. In fact, before we started the church, the Lord had given me a scripture, and it was in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. And it goes like this. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. There were two words that he had bolded in that dream that I had when I saw that scripture in my sleep. There were two words. One was enabled, and the second word is faithful. Now, I knew in my relationship, I had developed a foundation, a relationship with Christ, and I really always enjoyed being with him. I had a good friendship that I had been developing, and I thought, wow, that's, that's great. I mean, he's counted me faithful. But over the years, I thought about that scripture more and more. And I thought, you know, he actually counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, because what he's also saying in that is that he sees me finishing my course, that he's counted me faithful. In other words, what he's begun in me, he's going to complete it and finish it. He's the author and finisher of my faith, and what he's begun, he will complete it, and he has no respect or persons. The second thing that grabbed my attention was that word enabled. And that word enabled, when you research it and study it out, it means to endorse. In other words, he's reminding me, he's reminding you that he's there with us. In other words, he's endorsing us. He's making us look good. You know, we do our part, but God does his part. And I can't take credit for what I do today in front of all of you. I can't tell and say it's because of me. Everybody knows better than that. You all know that I would not be up here if it was not for the grace of God. I would be in the back row taking notes, but expecting somebody else to be up front. That's my personality. But to God be given all the glory because there's no way I could do what I'm doing without him and without an amazing church. And I am so grateful for that when I look at it because he ultimately, his endorsement on my life makes me, makes High Point Church look good. In fact, I remember him going on to say one time, and he said these words to me, Sean, I will personally endorse this ministry myself. And he has done just that these last 10 years of our life. You know, I think about 
our part in all of this, and there is a part that I do. I have to be able to be willing to get up on stage. I have to be willing to study and prepare for sermons and, and to do my part as a pastor. But this last week, I don't know why, I just kept thinking about the story of Captain Sullenberger. You remember him who landed the, uh, the plane in the Hudson River in New York a few years back? And he landed it successfully, a commercial airplane. He landed it with like 155 passengers. Not one passenger lost their life. The engines went out. Thousands of feet above that, there he was. No engine power. And I remember doing a little just reflecting on when that had happened. And this week it was just stirring in my heart. And the interesting thing about Captain Sully was Captain Sully was an amazing uh, fighter pilot in the military when he was a young man. In fact, he won the Airman Award. Well, for years beyond that, he became NASA's safety, flight safety consultant. In fact, one of the most recognized, most popular in the entire world. But the one thing that really grabs my attention the most, even though those are some amazing credentials, is that Captain Sully actually was a certified glider pilot and he had been doing that for 36 years leading up to that incident in other words he had been flying airplanes with no power for years and years and years out of all the airplanes out of all the pilots that day thousands upon thousands of airplanes thousands upon thousands of pilots what are the odds that captain sully who you couldn't even picked out a better pilot that day to land that plane safely. What are the odds of that? In fact, people who normally would mock God said that was a miracle. They called it miracle on Hudson because people knew that was the grace of God preserving those people's lives. Yes, Captain Sully did his part. He prepared an opportunity knocked and he was able to deliver those people safely. God needs us to do our part, to be people of excellence, to be people who really do keep growing and keep learning. But then we need to keep our faith, our trust in God, that he will place his anointing, his endorsement on our lives, and he'll help us to walk out our journey and that you will finish your course with joy. I'll close with this story. A number of years ago, there was a college professor that took him uh, several, a number of students actually, to China. When they got to China, unfortunately, the situation occurred where his appendix burst. He said to his friend, he said, I need you to call the ambulance. So they got him in the ambulance. They got him to the, this makeshift hospital. To make a long story short, there were no surgeons. There were no doctors whatsoever available. The medical staff said, there's nothing we can do. All we can do is give you some pain medication, but the toxins were all over in his bloodstream. It, was, it wasn't looking good. And so the medical staff said he should just make peace with his family. Right then and there, back in the United States, this college professor had a couple of parents that were pastors, and they were actually doing service at that very moment. He had, the pastor, the father, had a major, major impression that he needed to pray for his son. In fact, it was so strong that he stopped the services and said, congregation, I need you to pray for my son. Something's wrong right now. So they all began to pray and intercede. And at that very moment, at 2 o'clock in the morning, back in China, 
in walks the leading surgeon into that makeshift hospital of all of China, the one who travels with the United States president anytime he's in China. The staff were shocked. They couldn't believe it. And he said to him, where's that young American that needs me to do surgery on him? They led him right to his room. After the successful surgery, when the young college professor awoke, the surgeon looked at him and said, who are you and who are those government officials that you sent to my office yesterday? And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. The surgeon went on to explain. He said, yesterday I was sitting there in my office and a couple of what appeared to be government officials walked into my office and said there was a very important young American that I needed to do surgery on. And they told me where to go, what hospital you were at. What God is saying to you today is that he's got that situation under control. He's got a solution for you be ever, before you even occurred or experienced the problems in your life. God's got this. Do you receive that this morning? Would you bow your head and close your eyes? The one thing that you'll find in common among all these stories is they are people of prayer. Prayer prepares the way. No matter where you're at today, you could be Jonah on the opposite side of the will of God. But God's got you right where you're at. You may have said, you know what, I don't want to serve God. I don't want this. In this story, what I'm sharing with you today, how God's got you, isn't just for those who are living a perfect life or living a life that's honoring and pleasing to the Lord. Don't get me wrong, there's consequences for making wrong choices in life. But God still had a whale for Jonah to protect him from dying when he called out to God. So I say to you today, it's not too late. You can make that decision. You can call on the name of the Lord. In Romans 10, verse 13, it says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't matter what you've done wrong. All that matters is what God's done right. And like the prodigal son, at any moment, you can come to your senses and you can say, God, I need your help. And God hears that prayer. And he'll send whatever he needs to do to help you in your situation. So whether you've been honoring God or whether you're in a situation like Jonah, maybe apart from the will of God, God's saying, I've got you. All I need you to do is to ask for help. Prayer is what prepares the way. It could be a simple little prayer saying, God, I need your help. I wouldn't be here this week if it wasn't for you. You saved my life. And I recognize that and I need help. One simple little prayer and God will send you the support and the help that you need. So I ask with every head bowed and every eye closed, those who are watching online today, do you need to make that decision to accept Christ, to ask for his help? Whether it's a first-time decision or you need to, you may maybe even possibly recommit your heart to the Lord Jesus. You know, deep down in your heart, you're not following Christ the way that you could or should, and you're saying, Pastor, I really, I really need to recommit my heart to the Lord Jesus, and I want to do that right now. Anyone who's willing to do this, all you have to do is say, God, help me and he'll help you. So with every head bowed and every eye closed and you're saying, Pastor, I need that prayer. Would you slip up your hands all over this room right now just acknowledging I need God's help in my life. 
I appreciate your honesty, your courage it takes to do this. Any others who are saying, Pastor, pray for me too. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Just a moment longer. You need God's help. You need his deliverance. You need victory in your life. Thank you so much. You can put your hands down. Let's do this. We don't want to miss out on anyone praying this prayer. So we're going to pray this prayer with all those that are making this quality choice and this decision. I'm not here to embarrass anybody. I'm going to lead you to the throne room of grace, though, where you can get the help that you need from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So I'm going to lead you in this prayer. The rest of the congregation is going to join us at this very moment. And those that are joining us online, we'd love for you to pray this prayer with us as well. Let's call on the name of the Lord together. Would you follow me in this prayer? Heavenly Father, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my Lord, my Savior, and my best friend. Thank you for dying on the cross for all of my sins. I commit my life to you. Jesus, have my life and do something with it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Congratulations. We just want to take a moment to commend you and congratulate you.